Welcome to another episode of Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got Milana Lashinsky on the line, and she's talking to us about the art of simplicity in your coaching business. If you've been feeling overwhelmed or confused or like you're working too hard and you're just not getting anywhere, then this is the interview that you've been waiting for. It's amazing. I'll see you on the other side. This episode is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office, the one-stop shop for managing your coaching business online. If you've been looking for a tool to store all of your client information, your classroom material, your online library in a secure, backed-up location, then Life Coach Office might be just what you're looking for. You get your own login, all of your clients get a login too, and they get access to special things just for them. If you'd like to learn more about Life Coach Office, the best thing to do is to give it a try. You can go to lifecoachoffice.com and sign up for a free seven-day trial. All you need is an email address. No credit card is required. I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, Milana Lashinsky. Milana created a million-dollar coaching and information business empire. She is the creator of Recurring Revenue Revolution, author of Coaching Millions, the inventor of the Telesummit, co-founder of the JV Insider Circle, and the founder of Simplicity Circle, a training company that focuses on simplicity as a growth strategy. Milana came from the Soviet Ukraine 25 years ago uh, to the United States and as a classical musician with zero knowledge of the business world. And she built her million-dollar coaching business from home part-time while raising her two kids. In her spare time, she takes ballroom dance lessons and writes music. This is an amazing interview with Milana. Um, she's very uh, open and sharing and generous with all of her wisdom and the journey she's been on since she started her coaching business and has uh, recently transitioned into this concept of simplicity. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Milana, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Bene. It's great to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. I am super excited to talk to you, too. I've been following you. I don't know if it was since 2009 or it, you, read, you ran this coaching telesummit and I dialed in from Canberra and I was so excited to be you know, on the call with all these coaches from all over the world, listening to their predictions for the industry. Do you remember those days? I actually do. It was 2010. It was called Coaching Boom. <laughs> it was awesome. It was really insightful. I was like, wow. I loved it too. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a while. Um, I think both of us have been, have, have been on extreme journeys uh, in, in that time, which is really exciting. And I'm hoping that yeah. in this interview, we can, we can get into some of the crux of that. You can share the wisdom you've learned with um, my listeners who are predominantly coaches. Okay, so what do you see as the biggest problem right now in the space for coaches in the coaching industry? I think the biggest challenge is that coaching has been around for over two decades. Like, uh, you know, I'm going to use the words like uh, mass production, right? Where coaches have been trained by um, dozens of coach training schools and then there are people who just woke up one day and said I want to be a coach and got no training and just got into that and then all these internet marketers who um, in, in addition to selling their information products decided 
to upsell other services like coaching, consulting. So it's kind of, it kind of got muddled. And so the challenge I see is that there's a deluge of coaches or people who call themselves coaches. There's um, a, a whole lot of options for people to get coaching, whether they realize it's professional or not, doesn't matter. What, what matters is uh, if there is demand, there is going to be supply. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the more demand, the more supply there will show up. And the biggest challenge is really, how do you stand out? How do you stand out when everybody calls themselves a coach? How do you stand out when even professional coaches are, they sound, they do sound a lot alike. Mm. I've worked with coaches since 2002, 2003. And I just remember thinking even back then, wait, wait a minute, every website says the same thing. What's the difference between coaching and consulting? What does a life coach do? Uh, what does it look like? And how are we going to work together? It's almost as if every coach was given a template by which to market themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, the only thing that has changed since then is that the number of methods to get your message out has, um, I don't know if there's a word for 10 times more. It's not quadrupled. It's not quintuplet. It's something else. <laughs> but there's just such an enormous number of ways to get your message out there um, that this unpre unprecedented overwhelm is what I see in the market right now. Yeah especially in the coaching industry. Yeah. Well, I'd love to come back to just how do you, how do you stand out? Cause probably some coaches who are listening to this are like, Oh, okay. I, I want to be able to stand out. How do I do that? Is there a, is there a simple answer? <laughs> there is a simple answer. Actually. I was thinking a lot about that. Uh, you know, I recently walked away from the business myself um, from a business that I ran for the last three years with a business partner and, and I wanted to start a new one. I've always known that I'm an, that I was kind of an entrepreneur that there's no job for me that would be satisfied enough. So, um, as I walked away from the business last year, I took a few months of a break or sabbatical and I started looking for my next idea, or I should say for my next big idea. And what happened was I got overwhelmed. And I started thinking about, so how do I get, how do I stand out? How do I get, how do I look and sound unique and different from other people who are seemingly selling similar advice, except I am very different. How do I make people see that? Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's very easy to sense the difference once people hire you and they work with you, they get your personality and suddenly you become their secret weapon, their secret hidden weapon. But until that point, until they work with you and experience you, they can't tell the difference. So the simple answer actually is starting your own community, creating your own community. And it could be as simple as a Facebook group, which people are really big on right now, um, in a way that positions you as somebody who stands for something. So two components really is you want to stand for something, you know, have a stance, a strong opinion, something you believe in, and then start a Facebook group or some kind of an online community, or maybe even offline. Um, there is a lot of that, the, the whole idea of a mastermind locally that people start, but it needs to be based around a message or an idea. Like what I started is a simplicity entrepreneurship community on Facebook and anybody who resonates with the idea of simplicity entrepreneurship, they join. It's free mm -hmm. and it's exciting because they get to be surrounded by other people who are simplicity minded. 
So you want to create your own, I'm going to use the word bubble, your own bubble where you can nurture people and grow your community, share your ideas, get feedback, innovate, and grow with them. That's kind of how I see it because it's very easy to get lost online right now. Very easy. You're just like, even before I started my Facebook community, Vinay, I felt a little isolated and confused. The moment I launched my community on Facebook, suddenly I felt like, oh, I have an audience. I have people who care about my message. I have people that I can ask for feedback. Yeah. And I have people together. who will, we are in this together, exactly. And hopefully they will connect to me uh, and to my message enough that when I do offer something like a paid program, they'll be excited to join me and, and take it to the next level. Mm. So the community, do you, does this a paid thing? Is it a free thing? Does it matter? Um, well, I do have a plan to eventually have a paid community, but right now I'm more focused on building my free one. Mm -hmm. um, the company that I had before and that I walked away from, that was a paid community. Um, the challenge for me was that, you know, it required too much hustle. Mm -hmm. The company got so complex. Uh, there were so many people working in it, so many moving pieces and departments and objectives uh, and ideas. Um, it just got so complex that I literally would wake up and I wouldn't want to go out of, you know, get out of bed. I just didn't want to deal with it. Right. So that's why simplicity is so attractive to me today is like keep your business simple um and simplicity you know i'm, I'm happy to to talk more about that but just keep in mind simplicity is very subjective what is simple to one person is complex to another like i love doing product launches i can do it in my sleep i love designing events and workshops i can have a ton of fun with that it's simple and creative for me but ask me to do networking or speak from stage those or, or run a team, <laughs> um, those things are not quite as enjoyable or simple to me. So it, the, the further you get away from your simplicity zone, the more complex your business becomes, the more challenges you'll have, the more hustle you have to give. That's and, yeah, that's really interesting because something I've been looking at in my own business um, is working within your your space of genius, and it sounds very similar. Could a space of genius be your simplicity zone? Absolutely. Some people call it your your genius zone, your brilliant zone. The reason I call it simplicity zone is because when you stay in your simplicity zone, things are simple to you, and you get results. It's not just that you get results because you have skills in that area. Um, but it's specifically because it's so natural to you. It's your super skills. It's your natural ability and you enjoy it. So it's all of that combined into a simplicity zone. And then business becomes like second nature to you. And that's your goal. That's what I love about simplicity entrepreneurship is when you focus your business, when you design it around your simplicity zone, like if you can stay in your simplicity zone 80 to 90% of the time, it'll feel like the growth will feel very organic and natural and not forced, pushed, or, you know, the hustle is not going to be there. It's just going to feel different. Wow. And how do you, how do you find your simplicity zone? Well, there's a lot of ways to do that. So, you know, um, 
the, the first thing that you want to look at is where have you gotten most results over the course of your career, over the course of running your business? Like where, um, where do you feel like that's where you really um, have, have every time you, you um, focus on improving your skills, it actually brings you results. Like an example I like to give is with teleseminars and webinars. The very first one I did, I had one person. And then I learned a little bit more about how to fill a webinar. And then I got 20 people. And then I got seven sales from a, a group of uh, um, 100 people. And then I started learning more and more and more. And the more I learned and implemented, the better my results got. So my simplicity zone includes designing and delivering teleseminars and webinars. The more I was doing them, the better I was getting. And at the same time, I was... I spent the last, I don't know, um, 2007, so maybe like the last eight years, trying to learn and improve how to uh, speak from on stage and sell, make an offer from stage. Mm -hmm. And I have only improved a little bit, and okay. it would always end up in a migraine. <laughs> okay, so so you can you can be really afraid and not necessarily genius at first, but you get rapid results once you start learning the process. Is that exactly? And it continues okay. to improve. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And the other thing you can ask yourself, well, where do you find yourself pushing or working hard to get results? Mm -hmm. um, because that is the thing that you should stop doing. Right. That's uh, and a maybe really interesting model. <laughs> Some people would say, you know, that's what you need to learn. Yeah. So that, that's, I'm so glad that you brought that up because um, should you never get outside of your comfort zone? No, that's not it. I'm actually a part of a Facebook live challenge right now. I've been posting Facebook live on, on a daily basis. Today is day four that I'm doing it. And I am pushing myself to do that because I get very nervous in front of camera, um, which, which is funny because nobody can ever tell. Uh, somebody asked me after my first event, Milana, where did you get your speaker training? And I almost <laughs> choked when they asked me that question because I was so nervous that I felt sick to my stomach, but somehow it didn't become visible. You always look amazing on camera, I think. Very natural. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, so, yeah. So the, the idea is that you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, but in the direction that you should be growing. You should be amplifying the right areas of your business. Like, I could certainly be trying to master networking, and I could continue to work on myself to improve the, the speak-to-sell model. But it hasn't worked so far. And it makes me very drained and feel inadequate, feel tired and just a lot of self-doubt. And so I look at it and I, you know, I think, why, why am I doing this to myself? Aren't I in business because I wanted more freedom, independence, and to have a, a great lifestyle business? Then why am I torturing myself? Shouldn't I instead be focusing on the things that I truly enjoy that are in my simplicity zone, because those, those are the things that also bring me the most income, right? So I am stretching myself outside of my comfort zone right now with doing Facebook Live, because I know that once I master it, or I shouldn't say master, but like once, when I can get over my nerves, I will get better at it. And people will see me more and I will enjoy myself more. So I feel drawn to it. I think that that's, mm -hmm. this is where the, one of the biggest 
way to find out what you should focus on is literally, like I'm not a woo-woo person, but put your hand on your heart and ask yourself, what feels simple and obvious as the strategy that, that you feel drawn to? Like I feel really drawn and excited even about doing Facebook Live. I'm not sure why, but there's something about it that draws me to it. And that is a very good sign that you should move into that direction. You should um, amplify it in your business. Just like I amplified my skills in teleclasses and webinars mm -hmm. and got to a point where I would deliver a webinar and I would have a six figure result, right? So right now I'm feeling very much drawn to Facebook and Facebook Live. Even though I resisted for a long time, there's something about it that draws me to it now. Um, That's an interesting point. And so it sounds like there could be phases for you specifically too, to use different tools at different stages at, as, you, as you evolve? Yes. So what I like to say, I'm, uh, you know, I'm glad that you call it um, stages or phases. Complexity today can become simplicity tomorrow for many different uh, reasons. I love that. Well, because, so um, maybe I have worked on my nervousness and my anxiety for the last year, and I'm more comfortable on camera now. So suddenly it doesn't feel as draining to me and it feels exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe I I'm improved my copywriting skills. So now writing a video script doesn't feel as complex. Suddenly I feel connected to that idea. Um, but I do want to go back to that, the, the idea that, yes, you can master any skill, but there are skills that are naturally given to us. Somehow we have that. It's in us. And then there are others that we work on and we work hard to get um, to that point. So what I love talking about is the idea of natural tendency. If left to your own devices, what would you naturally tend to do? I know that some people naturally tend to just connect. Oh, you, you should meet this person, that person. Oh, you have this problem? Oh, I know somebody who can help you. They just naturally do that. I don't. People and resources just don't enter my mind when I talk to somebody. It's just not my natural tendency. What I do naturally do when left to my own devices is I find myself organizing information into teachable formulas and systems. And that is why I get the highest compliments on anything that I create as a training. Or if I explain something to somebody, it'll be the last explanation they'll ever need because I naturally tend to seek simplicity and clarity around any concept. So what are your natural tendencies? What are you doing already that you could put to use in your business? That's kind of like how a business becomes your second nature. Yeah, that's, that's just bad. It's, it's funny that I'm talking to you. Probably not actually at all because it's exactly the, the dilemma or the question I've been asking myself. <laughs> My area, I'm asked, I'm putting it in the words of area of genius, but my simplicity zone and um, how can I do more of that in my business yeah. with more ease? I, and you that know that the cool thing is that we've been trained to 
believe that to achieve success, you need to hustle, you need to work hard. And I have worked hard on many areas in my business and my life. You know, I'm a classically trained musician. So I was trained mentally that in order to achieve mastery in performance, you need to work on it. But here's a good example. You can be working on a music piece uh, using the wrong posture in your hands mm. and you will actually damage your wrist or you will do something in a way that slows you down and you cannot break the barrier of speed in a certain passage in music because you're playing it wrong. As soon as an, uh, an expert tell, you know, helps you set it correctly, like set it upright, then suddenly you're doing it right and it goes faster and you're able to move forward, right? Mm. It's almost like a, you know, a coach. If you are swimming and if you're not using your body correctly, you'll be you'll always be slower than you could be if you're using your body right. So that's all it means is that use your brain, use your um, skills, use your natural talents correctly so that you could experience the fastest results. That's why a simple business is always going to be easier to grow than a complex one because you remove all the unnecessary complexity. You stop listening to other people who tell you, oh, you should do this and you should do that. And you're just kind of tuning into yourself and you decide this is what I feel drawn to. This is what feels exciting to me because, you know, I came into a business without any experience. And so I had to, I had to follow my intuition. This, it felt right. I felt drawn to it. So I was using a lot of my, like how I felt about things. And if it felt exciting, that energy would propel me forward. And if I didn't feel excited, then it doesn't matter what, it didn't matter what strategy I would use and how much I worked, I would struggle to move forward. Mm. And the energy of excitement comes when you, when it comes, when you're leveraging your natural abilities, your super skills, right? Uh, one of the things I do in my simplicity program with my clients is I give them a tool that tells them what kind of personality they have as a business owner. Uh, so there's four that, that they can get, either teacher, builder, connector, or champion. Depending on your business personality style, you want that, it gives you a starting point. So I'm very high on builder, and that's why building a Facebook Live, I'm sorry, Facebook group was exciting to me. But participating in other Facebook groups was draining mm. because I wasn't really building anything. I'm not a connector. So connecting with people on Facebook group didn't feel right to me. Um, yeah, so like these distinctions between the different types of business owners guides you in the right direction. What were the four again? Builder, teacher, connector, uh, and... Builder, teacher, connector, and champion. Champion. I'd love to... Can you just give us a, a quick... Uh, recap of, of each one, like the one sentence <laughs> version, or is yeah, that possible? Sure. Yeah. Let me actually, um, I am going to, um, give you that. Absolutely. Give me one second. So like I'm a builder, so that is top of mind for me. Builders, um, are drawn to creating and sharing tools and ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, and the best way for builders to attract and nurture prospects and to turn them into clients is by sharing cool stuff, 
Like if I look over the course of my 16 years in business, I've always created stuff. I've always built and shared. I invented Telesummit. I built a membership community for JV partners. I built um, different ideas that I built brands, you know, like everything is to me is about building and sharing, creating mm -hmm. cool tools. Even the fact that I developed the unique marketing personality assessment as part of my program, that is me being a builder. Okay? Mm -hmm. I just naturally tend to organize information into these kind of um, frameworks. Then teacher, if that is your top personality, then everything you do to generate leads, to nurture your contacts, to close sales, to run a product launch, to use social media, everything you do, you must focus on sharing useful information and educate your audience, mm -hmm. right? And so teachers, there's a lot of teachers in the coaching industry, teacher yes. personalities, yes. and they get very frustrated when they have to, when they're told to participate on social media because they think that social media is about connecting. As soon as they see that, oh, wait a minute, I am a teacher, which means I need to be sharing information, sharing tips, educating people on Facebook versus trying to connect and focus on connecting. Um, they suddenly, that, that pressure is released and relieved, right? If you are a connector, well, lucky you, because I'm not. I literally scored zero on connector. Um, I got to take this test, Milana. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if this is your top marketing personality, then connecting with people must be present in some shape or form in every marketing activity that you choose to do, because that's how you communicate your value from attracting to enroll or enrolling clients. And then the champion personality, it's basically, um, you have, you're motivated by inspiring potential clients. That is your driver, inspiring people. And you can do that through speaking, through doing live videos, through storytelling, which is funny because I score very low on champion and yet I love doing Facebook live. Hmm. And so I was confused about that at first. And then what I realized is that what I do in my Facebook live, I don't focus on inspiration. What I'm actually doing is I'm sharing ideas. Oh yeah, that right? happened to inspire. And that happens to inspire. So some people get inspired by that. But to me, the way I, my brain works is I see it as, oh, let me share this insight that I had today about something I saw about a business model that can be simple yet profitable. Bam, mm -hmm. I'm on Facebook Live and I'm sharing that. Yeah, okay. Okay, now that's yeah. cool. Okay, so can we just do a, a quick recap? So the, the builder is always creating something. The teacher is always focusing on educating their audience. The connector they're connecting people to each other they're connecting people to each other they're connecting people to resources um they are great one-on-one -on -one connectors and also in small groups um some people who are more on the extroverted side connectors they also enjoy networking events not everybody does i've mm -hmm. actually done a lot of um testing on this um you know in this business assessment tool and what i found is that some connectors say i hate networking and as i had to dig deeper i realized that they're actually introverted and they like making meaningful connections but not necessarily going to large networking official ones yeah i get that okay and then the champion focuses on inspiring people yeah yeah so what and would be an example of that like if you can't talk about a tool that inspires somebody you're talking about a concept a philosophy what, what's the difference um 
say it again. Sorry, I didn't. So the the, what would be a good example of, of the way that a champion inspires people? How do, how do they do that? What's their Oh, they method? tell stories. They tell, they tell stories, stories and they position themselves as a star, as a guru. So that's more on the um, extroverted side. And then on the introverted side, champions are phenomenal coaches because they inspire one-on-one they really care about their clients, right? So I've seen it like both spectrum, uh, both sides of the spectrum. Champions can be like, the, like you know, Tony Robbins is clearly champion, a champion, he's a, right? He's a classic. Um, yes. Um, there's always a supporting personality and I, I wish I could give him this assessment to find out <laughs> if, he, if he's a great teacher or a builder or a connector. Um, and some people actually told me, Milana, I'm all for. I was going to ask that question. How Can you have a little bit of all of that? <laughs> so, yes, you can, but there will always be some kind of a dominant personality in you. Okay. Uh, and the more you feel like you are all for, the more confused you will be about your marketing and business and growing your business. The purpose of this assessment, I'm actually going to give you a link. I'm going to give you a secret link. Ooh, if you go to um, like secret the links. Yes. Well, it's unique marketing personality quiz. Um, actually, sorry, let me just, I haven't given that mm. to a lot of people. Okay. No problem. Unique, mar- unique marketing personality.com. Mm-hmm. You can take that quiz right there. Um, it gives you very briefly an explanation of each one, but uh, what I do in my program is we go deeper into designing your uh, marketing and sales um, funnel based on your personality because wow. Uh, it can be very overwhelming. Like what tools yeah. do I use and where do I focus my attention? Yeah. Um, but once that you know, it sounds like a godsend to the coaching community. So that's good. I have a feeling you're going to get some takers on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think this is a really great tool. I mean, I was confused in terms of even how to coach, how to work with people, how to advise them. You know, I needed a starting point. So this is such a perfect starting point for me to, give to people who enter my program like okay i want to see which one you are so i could advise you properly otherwise we're just going to spin the wheels forever until we find what works for you and maybe it's not even the right one this way you tell me which one uh, you resonate with uh more yeah. I know that we're, we're, we're on a tight schedule today with you, Milena. I really appreciate you taking the time out, but I do want to know for the people who don't know your story, is there a, the, the, um, what is it called? The, the abridged version of just how you actually came up to this whole simplicity concept in the first place? Yeah, totally. Well, I have my blog. <laughs> if you go to simplicitycircle.com, you'll, you'll see uh, my blog and, uh, um, there's a few posts that I made as soon as I left the other business and I was kind of, uh, um, you know, processing my departure from a million dollar business, totally feeling confused about that. Um, and then if you got inspired by the idea of simplicity entrepreneurship, I would invite you to um, join my group uh, on Facebook. It's a, it's a free community. I would invite you to take the simplicity quiz that tells you how much complexity you have in your business right now. And the link for that is simplicitycircle.com forward slash get started. Okay. And for the, for the coaches out there who, you know, are feeling 
really overwhelmed and they love this idea of tapping into their genius or their, their simplicity zone. Um, what parting advice would you like to leave with them today? If they just take away one thing from, from listening to this podcast today. Hmm. You know, um, when you're faced with a lot of different options and advice, I found that the best strategy is to ask yourself, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Mm. And the key is to be honest in your response, not trying to please anyone else because any strategy will work. That's the cool thing about simplicity. Any strategy you use will work, I promise you, as long as it's something that you feel drawn to. Mm. Let go of what others may think of your decision because the moment you answer truthfully, the answer will reveal itself and it will come mm. with clarity, confidence excitement and obviousness and once you have the answer in front of you go for it i you know i will tell you that my last coach from last year when i told her that i want to do the simplicity thing she said "Mona, don't do it it will confuse people and she suggested that i go into a different direction that i wasn't resonating with and surely i was paying my coach money every month and i should have listened right because I hate it when people pay me money and then argue with me. <laughs> you don't want a client who is not coachable. But for whatever reason, as I was working with her, I evolved. I changed. I was working with her for a year. And as time went by, I started noticing that I'm not connecting with the old things that I used to be connected to. Like before, I would be all about how to make a million dollars, how to grow a million dollar business, create, you know, um, how to identify stars for your team and build a million dollar team. All of that was suddenly, um, I don't know if you know how to say that. Like suddenly my, my whole being started pushing that away. And I was starting now to see that I don't want to hustle. <laughs> I don't want to build a million dollar business for the sake of building a million dollar business. I think I can build an awesome profitable high income business but i want to do what i want to do mm -hmm. i want to do what um attracts me what makes me feel drawn to it I, you know so i would say don't worry about what others think ask yourself what you want to do and go with that but really go for it yeah you're really, it sounds like you're really tapping into your own energy and trusting your, your intuition, which is just a, amazing. Yes. I'm, I'm seeing this yes. happen. It happened all over the place in the, in the industry right now, especially among females. And I'm just blown away by this undercurrent, this wave, this movement that just seems to be happening in all these gurus I'm following. I love it. It's, it's, in, it's really interesting. I know you asked me, we, we spoke a little bit earlier uh, about the feminine energy. And I will tell you that one man who has known me for a few years emailed me recently and said, Milana, it really feels like you are tapping into your fem feminine energy that you uh, have let go the masculine. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> drive and push and all of that. And you're now coming to your business with a more feminine energy. Now, personally, I never connected with the idea of feminine energy. It felt too soft for me because I am still in my heart a hardcore businesswoman, mm -hmm. but I don't want to work hard. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Not that's that I'm what they're lazy. all saying. They're all hardcore. They're all making millions of dollars and they're all saying, I've had enough. There's got to be another way. And oh, I can't you, tell you how many you know. people I've talked to. Once I walked away from my business, people have contacted me and I started reaching out to some of my friends and they were struggling in confidence. They couldn't share it because they needed to maintain their image. Mm -hmm. And it's very scary to share. When you're making a, a $2 million a year, it's very scary to share with, with other people publicly that you're actually feeling empty. Yeah. And I was finally able to say that once I walked away from my million dollar business. <laughs> like, wow, is this all there is? If that is all there is, I really don't want to wake up today or tomorrow. I need something else. I need to have more fun. And I actually, during my sabbatical, wrote, uh, for the first time, I wrote my music again uh, in, in a long time. So actually, if you go to Milana, uh, uh, yeah, milana.com forward slash blog, you'll see uh, the only piece I have recorded so far professionally. Okay. Um, my music so yeah. I did listen to that when you when you posted I was like go Milana great yay <laughs> beautiful yay, I'm glad you had a chance to do that yeah. well yeah. Milana thank you so much for stepping out and and just being true to you and being this role model for this new wave especially of female entrepreneurs um, I think it may be impacting males out there too um, but I'm a little bit biased <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested in the females at this at this juncture in my my career in my life. But I just wanted to thank you so much and and honor you and um yeah welcome to the sisterhood. It's delightful to have you among <laughs> well, thank us. Thank you. Thanks so much, Renee, for having me. Yeah, it's been awesome to get to talk to you. Okay. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Coach Pep Talk. Be sure to go and like us on iTunes and leave any of your comments on the blog as well. I'll include all the links to the show in the show notes. Have a great day, everyone, and happy coaching.